I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today, my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning! Good morning! Uh, the Thunder haven't played a game since Saturday. Woo! Which might be a nice little break for everybody. It seemed like they've played a game like every other night for a long time. Uh, they do play the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Uh, who are bad to maybe not bad sometimes, uh, but the Thunder should handle them tonight. Uh, Why are you saying that? Why are you jinxing us? <laughs> I don't know. They're just at home. You, like you, If you can't beat the Cavs, no. then the problem is you. <laughs> the Cavs, in their last three games, have beat the Sixers yeah. on the road, mm-hmm. and they beat the Rockets. Yeah, maybe the Scary. Rockets just aren't that good. Well, maybe we'll hear about them later. <laughs> we will. I'll read their stats slowly later, so don't worry. Uh, great. The Thunder sit at 18th in offensive rating, first in defensive rating at a 102.6, and then they're fourth in net rating in the NBA. Like that's that's a good team. That's a good NBA team, and their offense. I think it's going to be better. I don't know that it'll be well above average. But I think like 18 is pretty low uh, for this team right now. I don't think that they'll drop much further than that. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I'm still waiting for like the I, I kind of thought the Warriors game was going to be it to get some more national buzz about the team. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, th- I don't know what it is about this team, but there's there's not a lot of buzz. There's really not like they get they, they get love in like the power rankings. Like if you follow power rankings and care about that stuff they're in the top five of almost every national power ranking but uh they're just not a topic i feel like the only topic of conversation and we'll talk more about this guy in today's episode is hamadou diallo like everybody seems to want to talk about him and really nothing (laughs) else which is so strange like i would have never guessed that but for whatever reason people kind of latch on to to hami yeah for good reason i mean it's pretty wild the the his climb from like where we saw him in the preseason he just get he just got better every single game and it just hasn't stopped right yeah he he really does get better every game it's very it's very strange and the thunder really miss him i mean the past few games i never thought that we'd be at november 28th 2018 saying man the thunder really miss hamadou diallo it's just so strange and do you have any updates any new updates for us andrew fresh uh, from the hopper he dunked yesterday that's good that's a good thing (laughs) i think that we're about a week away from seeing both of them ferguson and diallo i think they're about on the same timeline so Mm. i think next week we'll see both of them return at some point uh and and really next week we'll start hearing more murmurs about uh andre robertson so oh really oh he's getting checked up he's checked out right (laughs) they haven't checked on him in a while. They haven't even talked to him. They plan to check on... Now, like, he's doing stuff with the team. Like, he'll go through... Like, when they do, like, a, like a walkthrough. Like, he'll walk through with the team and, like, uh, during offensive sets and stuff like that where there's, like, no defense being played. Like, he's, right. he's with the team doing stuff. So, uh, and I've seen him, you know, running through the hallways, you know, before and after games. He's walk, He's in the locker room. He suits up before games and does a workout and then goes and gets into his suit for the game so he's i mean he's doing stuff and he's he's ramping up activities have you talked to him do you ever talk to him uh i don't no but no. I, but i see him hmm. okay I awkwardly see him as i stand in the, like the most awkward so like after the game is a little bit awkward because it's you know, guys are just like changing clothes around you and you're like waiting to talk to them it's weird it's even more awkward not a lot of uh a lot of not, not a lot of people do this so you can go into the locker room before the game uh, starts and you can just stand in there 
and you just kind of talk quietly. Like I like talk quietly to Brett Dawson for like 15 minutes standing in the <laughs> locker room. And what? Like all the players are sitting at their locker, just almost dead silent. And you're like, what are you creeps doing? <laughs> you kind of go in there to see if you can get a, get a vibe and see if anything's happening. But hmm. it's just a terribly awkward time. But, do you ever get, do you ever get any vibes? Uh, not really. Nope. <laughs> Typically pretty vibeless time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you just well, looking, go and see, you just go and see if you can get anything. Well, looking at their schedule, it's kind of, it's, it's a nice time to be missing Diallo and Ferg. Yeah, it really is. They've got Cleveland, Atlanta. You, you would hope those would be wins, but whatever. I mean, and then you have be. at Detroit, at Brooklyn, a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. They, they could drop both of those. They could drop one of those. Who knows? And then at Chicago, which I would think would be a, a win. It's got to be Chicago. Yeah. Really, to me, like, there's nothing weird enough that could happen that they would lose to Atlanta or Chicago. Like, the other teams, like, yeah, something weird could happen. They could lose to Detroit or Brooklyn or even the Cavs. Like, the Cavs have played well enough where if the Thunder lost tonight, like, I wouldn't be just totally floored, you know. But Atlanta yeah. and Chicago are really bad. I mean, they're really bad. Atlanta's had some close games lately. They've won a couple games, but whatever. Like this, this is the number one rated defensive team. Like they should, they should, they should beat up on those teams. I guess does their schedule not really get tough until like March? I mean, I, I even looking ahead. I mean, there's we start playing tougher teams, but there's still nice little breaks in there. Yeah, I mean it. It's later in the season, which is good because hope the hope is that everybody's healthy. You know by February and that you get a good look at what this team is, what this team is going to be down the stretch and they can, you, like this team is the number one rated defensive team right now. And they're struggling with injuries on the wing. I mean, just think of what they could be. I mean, they're at a one Oh two, they say one Oh two point six. Like if they're, they're at one Oh two point six right now, I mean, what could they be when Dre is back when they have Ferguson coming off the bench and Diallo and that you're not having to play guys that haven't really played with the team all that much. Uh, I mean, this the potential as a defensive squad is is super high, and just having some continuity and getting used to each other, I think their offense will just get better by virtue of that. But I mean, it's it's really exciting to see what this team could possibly be, um, even though they're like right now they're patching things together rotation wise to make it work. Like they they could be a really really good team. Like Western Conference Finals, good. Like that's not impossible. I'd like to thank the Athletic for sponsoring today's show. The Athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for the die-hard fan. If you want to know the inside stories, you're going to theathletic.com. I'm sure most of you have already heard of it. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a die-hard sports fan, so you've heard of The Athletic. What's great about it is there's no ads, there's no pop-ups, there's no of those autoplay videos to annoy you while you're trying to read. It is just the in-depth coverage that you want from the best journalists out there. We have Brett Dawson here covering the team locally. Everybody knows Darnell Mayberry covers the Bulls for the Athletic. We have Fred Katz covering the Wizards. Uh, Anthony Slater covers the Warriors. You know all those guys, and they're just the best in the industry. And so to get the Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com backslash dunk. That's all lowercase, D-U-N-K, and get 40% off your subscription Subscribe and be part of the future of sports journalism. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have any opinion on why? Because you know, early in the season we were talking about, hey, are these new rules affecting the Thunder's style of defense? We were kind of worried about their defense. Yeah, early in the season, and that's what you're hearing from Jazz fans right now. You have you have any idea what's going on there? I don't know. I I think that that's an excuse that people throw out there. Uh, you, you certainly can't grab and push and stuff like that as much as you could in past seasons. Um, but the Thunder obviously have found a way to adjust. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of it is right. with their athleticism, with their communication on the defensive end. Uh, they switch some, but they're not switching every time. Like they're just, they play a smart defensive scheme. And the Jazz, obviously, they have great coaching, they have good defenders. They're not quite as athletic as the Thunder are, and that's kind of the excuse that's being thrown about Utah is that their athleticism is killing them right now. Uh, but overall, I don't really get why the Jazz are this bad, like bottom of the Western Conference bad. Yeah. Uh, 
And a lot of it is their offense, too. Like, nobody's shooting well for the Jazz right now, either. Ricky Rubio's kind of falling off a cliff shooting-wise. And uh, it's kind of killing them. But, yeah, I don't I don't know that it is the rule changes so much because I feel like we've seen less and less of that as the season goes on. And I think that'll fade away for the most part once we get to the playoffs. All right. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. Why don't you, why don't you introduce this? Okay. It's been 20 games into our new season. If you like math, you know that that's a quarter of the season. It's the quarter season awards. <laughs> it's the first. Uh, well, I don't know if it'll be annual. First annual Downies and Donkeys Awards. What are the Downies and Donkeys? Well, you don't want a Downie. A Downie's a bad award. A donkey is a good award. And we're also going to have some predictions. We're going to have some uh, some some bold predictions about the rest of the season. We've got five categories for each Downey and Dunky. And then we've got two predictions. And then we've got a final category, which I will not reveal yet, which will be at the end of the pod. So are you ready, Andrew? I'm so ready. So ready. Okay, so we're going to start it off with the first Downey Award. This award goes to the most disappointing team in the NBA after 20 games. A lot of candidates here. Andrew, who did you choose as your most disappointing team? Uh, I went with the Utah Jazz. Interesting. So did I. They're 9-12 and 12 right now. They have a negative 3.5 net rating. Uh, and their defense is 13th. Like they're kind of a blah defensive team. But then their offense is just falling off a cliff. They're 27th in offensive rating. This was like the red hot jazz that came in and blew the doors off the thunder in the first mm. round. Uh, they're basically the same team. There has, there's been an injury to Donovan Mitchell recently, but that's not the, the whole story. You know, the other night they're like, well, you know, they, they lost to the Pacers because no Donovan Mitchell. Well, Victor Oladipo didn't play and they still lost by 30. You know, I mean, this, this yeah, is a, at home at home. Right. You know, they've lost to Dallas by 50 points. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. a lot of people are like, well, you know, they did this last year where they were not, weren't very good to start the season and then they figured it out. And maybe this is like, like what, what do you have to figure out now? Like you were the same, it's the same team that you're bringing back. Like, do you have to start every season terribly to figure out how to play good? Like, I don't get it. Uh, and, you know, I would still be a little surprised if the Jazz missed the playoffs. But, I mean, they're in this Western Conference where teams you know, 1 through 14 are, like, good teams. Like, you can't, you just can't afford to have this kind of stretch. You know, the Thunder last season were lucky to pull out of that terrible, you know, start that they had. And so were the Jazz. But I just don't know if you can do the same thing this season. Well, it's going to be a unanimous award for our most disappointing team because I also chose the Jazz. And there were a lot of candidates. I thought we might have, you know, you you got Houston, you've got Boston, uh, the Lakers. There's plenty of teams to choose from. But the Jazz, and I, I wish I had been smart enough in preseason to like go against the grain with the Jazz, but we all saw their over-under was mm-hmm. only a half a game higher than what they did last year. They're bringing the exact same roster back, except for Soft J, Jonas Urebko. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I just, it, I mean, there were people picking them as the two seed. You know, that was right. like, that was like the hot take. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were saying the third or fourth seed. I mean, they are shooting 31.8% from three, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Do you know how terrible that is, Andrew? It's a thunder number. Only the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> are shooting worse from three. And we all know that they're missing them strategically. You know, <laughs> the Jazz are just out there just missing them. And Andrew, I hate the Jazz. <laughs> I, I hate I hate their front office. I hate their fans. I hate I hate their dumb name. I hate that ESPN ranked their front office ahead of OKC four years ago mm-hmm. and that I've never forgotten about it. And I actually Googled it two nights ago because I have I hold depressingly lame grudges for years. But even I wasn't brave, brave enough to think they would fall off like this. And for that reason, they are also my most disappointing team. Yeah. Another candidate, Houston, which is also a fun team to watch not be as good. Uh, they have a negative 1.1 net rating. 
Their defense is 26th. Wow. In the league. 111.5. 111. Their offense is at a 110.5. I think they're ninth in offense. But this is basically the Houston Rockets from two years ago, is what it feels like. Where they're just oh, like, like, baby. Like, they're okay. Like, they're fine. Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're not, they don't scare anybody. And, it's just nice to see that like everybody just like we got to give Daryl Morey the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean? Just he just keeps doing it every year. He just keeps on bringing these guys in and you just never know what happened. Like okay, like we all saw what he did this summer and we knew that he screwed it up. Like we all knew it. And everybody was too afraid to say that he did because they were afraid that he block him on Twitter or whatever. But his team is just not nearly as good. And you have Chris Paul who's having trouble staying on the court. Uh, with injuries so far. You have James Harden. I mean, James Harden had like the the 54-point game or whatever, uh, but he turned the ball over 11 times, and he still like gets a lot of love for that. If that was Russell Westbrook scoring 50 points, getting you know 13 assists, but he had 11 turnovers, like he'd just be getting murdered today, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, especially because it was in a loss, the entire right. narrative was like, "Oh, and they wasted this great game from James Harden." <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, maybe James Harden's a part of it. Like, like, yeah, I mean, they're giving up a crazy amount of points to a lot of teams. I mean, that defensive number is really, really bad. I mean, their de- their defense is in line right now with some of the worst teams in the league: the the Suns, the Wizards, the Cavs, the Knicks. Uh, the Pelicans are down there, too. The Pelicans are 27th in defense, which is a little surprising. Um, but the bottom, you know, 22 and down is just all the bad teams. Hawks, Nets, Knicks, Rockets, Pelicans, Suns, Wizards, Cavs. Like, those are the kind of defenses that the, that the you know, Rockets compare to. So, did, I mean, uh, they're just not good. In the game against the Zards, did you see how much points the bench scored for Houston? Was it like nothing? It was nine. Wow. And a guy named, who is D House Jr.? Daniel House, they signed him like two days ago. Oh, he played the most minutes off their bench. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're scrambling to find anybody that can play. Oh, and he has a, have you seen how he spells his name? He has a U instead of an I in Daniel. Yeah. So it looks like Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> oh, come, oh, come, oh, Daniel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's great to see both these teams lose, to be honest. And they're it's it's really I'm I hate listening to more jazz podcasts right now than than ever. And it's super <laughs> super fun. Okay, moving on to our first donkey award. These are the uh these are the good awards you want a donkey when you open up your mailbox. And our first category for the donkeys is most surprising team. And Andrew, I'm going with the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I can't I I literally can't believe it. I can't believe it. I picked them. I picked the under. I picked them to be the worst team in the West. I used historical data to prove my point. Uh, I thought they were too young, Andrew. I thought they were too dumb. And they probably are. They have the third worst point differential in the West. They'll probably fall off. But they have a really fun core with Fox and Buddy and Bagley and Bone Dong. I'm still terrified they're going to screw this up somehow. But for right now, you have to give them some credit, at the very least, for starting to turn their culture around. The dysfunction may still be there in the front office, but this roster's fun. And De'Aaron Fox is legit. He is. I really like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I almost went with the Kings, just because I've always had an affinity for the Kings and Vlade. I'm actually drinking out of my Vlade Divac. A coffee mug as we speak. Oh, uh, but I'm going with Memphis. Yeah, Memphis yeah. has been surprising in a lot of ways. Marcus Saul leads the league in real plus minus right now, which is just a crazy stat. I think he might have gotten hurt last night, which is sad but predictable. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has been so good for them. Uh, he he's super fun. They're 11th in net rating right now. They're they're a solid team that. If they can keep it together, we'll make the playoffs. I still think that may might be better off just missing uh, and trying to get you know more draft picks, more higher draft picks to pair with him uh, because this Conley Gasol team is eventually going to fade away and not like they're fading away soon. Uh, and so I'd rather have more players to to put around him because he's shown that he's he's like a franchise cornerstone type of player. 
Uh, and so if, if I'm Memphis, I, I, one, I see if I can get anything for Conley and Gasol. Uh, and I just focus on building around the young Jaron Jackson Jr. Because he's, he's a defensive player of the year candidate, you know, in the future, you know, in the next five years, if he won defensive player of the year, I would not be surprised at all. Uh, his offensive skills are, are way more refined than a lot of people thought they'd be. He's hitting threes. He's blocking crazy. I think he blocked seven shots the other night. I mean, he's, he's amazing. Uh, and they've been really surprising because they're, you know, they're in the top half of the West right now. Uh, I expect them to not be there, especially if Gasol does miss any extended time. But uh, so far through quarter way of the season, they've been super surprising. Can I complain about a smart NBA thing real quick with yeah. the Grizz? Yeah. You mentioned real plus minus, mm-hmm. and I am not smart enough to understand this, so I need <laughs> someone to explain it to me. But on real plus minus day, you know, when they released the numbers, I, I purposely did not say rankings there because there were some smart people on Twitter that were saying, these are not rankings. Do not use these as a ranking. And I, What does that mean? I don't know. They're in. They're ordered. I know. And literally, ordered. literally numbered. <laughs> Yes, they're begging you to use them as rankings. But all these smart people on Twitter are like, these aren't rankings. These aren't rankings. Don't talk about them as rankings. You're revealing <laughs> yourself as a dummy if you say these are rankings. I don't, but I still don't know what that means. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to put out, uh, top, I'm going to put out a, 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 what should be called a power rankings. Like, don't, the Thunder are third, but this is not a ranking. Don't yes. you dare call this a ranking. Don't you dare. I'll block you. Steven Adams is the third best player on the team, but I wouldn't rank him there. Right. I don't. Right. Yeah, that makes no sense. Maybe it's I'm just sure because there's like there's funky numbers within there. There's there's players that rise to the top because of like lower minutes, like high efficiency type of stuff. Um, right. And maybe that's why they say that. But other yeah, than I that, know. I think it's it's so lame and like so like I'm so much smarter than you that I would never call this a ranking. <laughs> um okay back to the downies downies the downy awards all right (laughs) who is your andrew most disappointing player in the league this is league-wide award yeah i i think i give it to this player for a lot of reasons but i'm giving it to markel faults oh oh oh, he'll come back (laughs) it's been an incredibly sad time to have with markel faults yeah, uh, like he he can't he can't shoot it. He's been like fumbling the ball at the free throw line. Uh, he gets benched for TJ McConnell, and then his group is like, "Hey, well then he's not gonna play again until we figure this out." It's like, what are you? What have we been doing the past year? Like, what has been happening with Markel Fultz this past year? And now he's like on the team, but not really on the team. And he requests a trade, but he doesn't really request one. Uh, it's been a bizarre season for him, for a guy that was supposed to be like the best player on this team, uh, and it it's or not on this team, but in that draft, uh, it's it's been a bizarre ride um, for Markel Fultz, and I just I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the Sixers. I feel bad for their fans. Uh, it's overall just such a sad, sad situation. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. And he will come back later in one of my other awards. I decided to go with Mr. I forget his name. Hey, can, Maple. Can I, can I pause you before we before I let you go? Because I have a I, I wanted to throw this at you and I just remembered. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a it's a trade idea for oh, Markel Fultz. Oh. Uh, OK, before I get to it, I do need to talk about our latest sponsor, Day Creative. They're a Norman based full service web design agency that wants to see your business thrive. They have end to end solutions that will build your online identity and expand your brand to audience. You haven't even considered say goodbye to the cookie cutter templates and leave the heavy lifting to day creative. That's daycreative.net. Reach out to Matt uh, via daycreative.net. He's awesome. Big thunder fan. Great guy. So please support the people that support down to dunk and check out daycreative.net. Now my trade idea. This was brought up to me mm. by Brett Dawson. Mm. Mm. Okay. Of The Athletic. He was on my radio show last night. And he posed this to me. Okay. Okay. If you could do this, would you mm-hmm. trade Hamadou Diallo straight up for Markel Fultz? Mm. Mm. Hmm. 
If you're Sam Presti and the, six, the Sixers called you and said, hey, <sighs> Markel Fultz for, for Diallo, straight up. We'll, we'll yeah. Man, that's good. That's a that's a good little thought experiment. I'm literally just staring up into at my ceiling in my bedroom right now, just trying to think this through. Oh my lord, this is a tough one. Oh man, it. it hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What did you say? I said no. Yeah, man. God, that'd be hard to pass up, though. You're just trading a, a if you just think about it, mm-hmm. a second rounder for last year's number one pick. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it like that, I mean, it sounds like a no brainer, but. Oh, man. I said no. Wow. That is a that's a little doozy that Brett came up with. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see what other people thought. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Diallo. He's he's. <laughs> Probably better than Markel Fultz right now. Easily better. Yeah, man. But still, there's that there's that little there's that little glimmer of hope in my eye right. about Markel Fultz if he turned it around. I mean, I still don't know if he'd be a great fit. Um, I mean, the the idea with him coming out of, uh, out of out of college was that he could play alongside Ben Simmons because he could be the secondary ball handler. He was going to be able to shoot. Um, now he can't shoot now, which might appeal to Sam Presti. You never mm-hmm. know. But yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. That's a that's a good trade idea. That's spicy, Andrew. Let us know what you think about that. But I was just yeah, you had should to, I had to squeeze that into the Markel Fultz talk. Yeah, interesting. Well, another player that has been talked about in trades uh, for Markel Fultz, even potentially, and he's my most disappointing player. I was trying to think of his nickname. I think it's Maple Jordan. I think it used to be that. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. The general consensus was that Wiggins wasn't worth his five-year max prior to this season. And now he's arguably playing the worst basketball of his career. He's got 10.8 PR, career low in points, rebounds, field goal percentage. He shot 8 for 37 over his past three games, including an 0 for 12. Four for 21 from three over his last five. He's averaging one free throw per game over his last six games, his lowest free throw rate of his career. Jimmy Butler's gone. The runway is clear. And yet he's just been terrible. And the Wolves are locked in for four years after this season, Mm -hmm. culminating in Wiggins being paid $33.3 million in the 2022-23 season. Yeah. So there were there were already reasons to be worried about Wiggins going forward, even if he had just maintained his production from previous seasons. But now he's actually gotten worse, which is why he's my most disappointing player. Yeah. Yeah. He is like fading into that. Like, is he just like Rudy Gay? Is he just it's like, even worse than that, though? I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's bad news, though. Yeah, he, he has he has to turn it around. He has to. He He was. If you want to say something positive, he's shooting a lot of threes this year. He's making them at a decent clip. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still super athletic. I don't know, man. I don't know how long, how much longer we can say the same things about Andrew Wiggins every single year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, is. It, it is sad. <laughs> but you know what's not sad? Our next Donkey Award, the most surprising player in the league which I will lead off with my nominee, my pick, Zach Levine. Zach Levine, he was my most surprising player because I had totally bought in to the conventional wisdom about Zach. And maybe it's still true. Maybe he's still not worth a max. Maybe he'll never play defense. But he's taken a significant leap this year regardless. He's averaging career highs in basically every statistical category, including averaging 25.7 points per game. And this is all while he's shooting a career worst from three at 30.2%. Once the three start falling, and he's never shot below 34% for a season, he shot better than 38% twice. He could legitimately be a 30-point-per-game scorer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised by him. I can't wait until Markinen is back. I think Levine, Markinen, and Wendell Carter could be a fun little young trio. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for Bulls fans. He seems legit. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, my guy's De'Aaron Fox. He's yeah, especially only, based on last year. Right, twenty-one years old. Uh, he's increased his minutes by five, but he is from last year to this year, eleven point six points per game, seventeen point five this season. Uh, his mm. assist number is from four point four to seven point five. His rebounds are up. Uh, his effective field goal percentage is up from forty four point one to fifty one point seven. He's shooting thirty eight percent from three on three attempts per game. Uh, he's been so good for the Sacramento Kings, and one of the reasons why they're like a decent team. They're not an embarrassment right now, and they may not be because they have like a real floor leader in De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, sorry, I got distracted because there was just a a false rumor, a false trade rumor. Oh, what is it? It came across the timeline, and it says, uh, it is rumored that the Cavs are offering Kyle Korver and a protected draft pick <laughs> oh. in a trade for Markel Fultz. That would be so sad if that was that, the trade. That would be super sad. <laughs> and I guess if you're the Sixers, you have to think about that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean... Corver would be great for them, but he's also 37. I would want somebody younger. Like you could get yeah. a younger role player. Like I don't, I don't know what they can get for Kyle Corver, but the fact that he's 37 should matter to everybody. Everybody should be looking around saying that matters that he's that old. Right. Um, but I agree with you. Fox is a great choice. I'm very excited for them. Yeah. He, he is. He's a really fun, like, uh, like leading man for a team. Mm hmm. Yeah, he seems awesome. a cool guy. Um, now we get to into the OKC section of our awards. The Downey for most disappointing player on OKC. I have a feeling we're going to have the same one. Patrick Patterson. Yes. Yeah. So disappointed. Yeah. I mean, he was at 38% like five games ago. He's fallen to 31%. He's missed. What has he missed? Like 14 threes in a row or something like that. It feels like he can't hit anything. Uh, his defense is taking a step back because of it. Uh, he's not been a great rebounder. He was the starter to come into the season. Everyone thought he should be. Uh, that didn't last very long after they had lost uh, those few games at the beginning of the season when it felt like the sky was falling. You remove him from the lineup. Boom. Instantly, OKC's a much better team with Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup. Jeremy Grant takes off. Patterson started off on it with his bench role playing better, but recently uh, he's in a crazy slump. I think he'll come out of the slump eventually, but uh, he's been incredibly disappointing uh, as like a contributor to this team. Because if he, like, if he hits just his like normal percentage of shots against the Kings the other night, the Thunder win. You know, in a lot of cases, like if he just was contributing at the level that we at least think he can, like the Thunder win some of these games. But when he comes in and shoots like 0 of 5 and gives up some on the other end, like he's really hurting the Thunder. Yeah. On, on July 6th, I tweeted, Andrew, I said, I'm planting my flag on two Pat Peninsula today. <laughs> I said no one was more affected by the mellow signing. He only played eight minutes with the starting lineup after being the assumed starter. He's going to be good. Join me or fight me. That's what I said, Andrew. Oh, no. He's he's only playing 0.6 minutes per game more than last year, yeah. despite the loss of Melo. The excuse last year was the injury, which I think we were all kind of bought into. Then he spent the whole summer getting in great shape. Brett Dawson wrote an article about the diet he used yeah. to get in great shape. I wrote my glowing tweet read by tens of people. <laughs> and then this happened, Andrew. It's just so disappointing. Uh, it really is. It's terribly disappointing. But it's a bummer. However, the Dunkey Award, the Dunkey Award for a most surprising player on OKC, I'm giving it to Jeremy Grant. Okay. Why? Why should I be surprised? He was great last year. Well, Andrew, in our preseason predictions pod. I predicted that one of the early season storylines was that we'd be saying, what happened to Jeremy? And that was mostly based on a preseason where he really wasn't hitting shots. He looked out of control. He was taking bad shots. But now all of a sudden he's out there putting up future six-time all-star Pascal Siakam numbers. <laughs> Everybody loves Siakam so much. And I'm like, I look at his stats. I'm like, yeah, he seems pretty good. Like, I don't know what the freak out's about. 
He's going to be a, a multi-time all-star, Andrew. That's what we're freaking out about. <laughs> that's like, and what's funny is that you're not joking. Like, that's what's been said. Yeah, I know. That's and if that's, real. I mean, maybe that happens. That is such a smart NBA take, though. Like, that is just so beyond, like, my comprehension. Like, to look at that guy and think, man, that is going to be a leader of a team, multi-time all-star. It's like, he looks like, a nice, like a, looks like a nice role player. You remember uh, Jay Skeets from the Starters? His like most famous call ever was saying that Jason Maxiel was going to be an All Star before Demar Derozan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, before before Danny Granger, I think was the. Oh, before Danny Granger, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on the Jason Maxiel train, and maybe and I I'm just not smart enough and haven't watched the Raptors enough to to really dig into that, but it just seems like an overreaction. Brian Windhorst is just way too excited about Pascal Siakam. <laughs> well, luckily we have our own little Pascal Siakam here in OKC. We that do. We, can get excited. we do. Um, okay. My most surprising player has, it's Hamadou Diallo. Like I just had, I had no expectation for him coming into the season. You know, but I, I feel like you were driving the train. You were driving the Hami train. I liked him. I didn't think he'd play though. I really didn't think he'd play. I really liked him. I thought he had potential. I thought he'd be a guy that we'd see playing for the G League team, uh, that he would sh- maybe you know, show some flashes as a guy that plays some some garbage time. Um, but he's a real contributor today. I mean, which is just bizarre. He's the Thunder's sixth leading scorer right now. That's crazy. Which is not that impressive thing for the Thunder because they're top five. They're, they're really top heavy uh, with Grant, Adam, Schroeder, Westbrook, George. But he's scoring more points per game than Abrinas, uh, Nerlens Noel, Patterson, Ferguson. I mean, <laughs> he's, like, he's a legitimate guy that belongs on the floor. And I just wouldn't have guessed that, you know, preseason that, I mean, if anyone was claiming that one, like you might be a little bit crazy because how do you know that? Like how in the world would you know that this like 45th pick in the draft can come in and contribute right away? Like, I don't know how you know that Uh, he looked good in summer league, but Anthony Randolph looked like he was an MVP candidate in summer league. Like, I just don't know what to take away from that. Um, He's a, he's, I mean, it's not out of the question to think in two years, he's the starting shooting guard for the thunder and like, much better than Dre, much better than Ferguson. Just it's not out of the question because he improves every game and he's got what he's got something those guys don't have. And that's like a true feel for the game uh, and, and a feel for like where the ball is going to be. That block that he had on KD is like seared into my memory. Um, like he's just a guy that makes things happen. And it's, you know, his, his shot isn't completely broken, and if he's if he's a guy that can shoot thirty four percent on threes you know, on corner threes, uh, then Thunder have like a legit starter and a complete steal of the draft. It's still just bizarre, like a five star recruit that you know played at Kentucky, went forty fifth with the crazy athleticism. When he went to the combine his first year, he had a his vert was forty four. I mean, like that's a ridiculous number. I just don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how he fell, but I'm glad he did. And I'm glad that the Thunder were able to make a trade for him. Cause like how much, you know, it, it looks like the Charlotte Hornets are like really searching for <clears throat> wing help. Like they could have probably used him. Was it them or was it Brooklyn? that traded him uh, either, either way. Like either team could have yeah, very way. much, could have very much used him. And the Thunder got, got him for like a future second and some money. Uh, which is maybe one of Sam Presti's best trades. Yeah, it's so weird, especially you think about all the time we spent talking about Kevin Hervey and right. whoever the, the De- other guy was. Devin Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Hall. Yeah, I mean, like he was being he was drafted around those guys, and I don't even know where those guys are. I don't I don't know if they're <laughs> Devin, still playing basketball. Devin Hall is like in Australia. Kevin Hervey's hurt. He's supposed to be playing for the G League team, but he's been hurt. He's Man. been hurty. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been incredible, and he's a he's a you know the contract that they have him on. They signed him for three years. Uh, that's a great deal. It's a great deal for the team, and uh, he's he's like a future 
starter for this team. I mean, he legitimately is. Uh, you you nailed the uh, the teams. the The Nets actually traded that pick in the Dwight Howard trade. Oh, okay, to Charlotte, and then Charlotte traded it to Oklahoma City. Okay, mm. well, such a good memory. Okay, we have a, a few more downies. Our next downie is the preseason opinion I am most embarrassed by. Andrew, what is yours? Let me pull it up. Um, tell me which. I'm sorry, I was not listening to you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the preseason opinion I am most embarrassed by. Oh, okay. So I don't have like a preseason one. Like my takes were like, (laughs) you have a current opinion, a little too like it's, it's a more recent opinion. Maybe coach Greg Popovich for coach of the year. I'm a little embarrassed of, Mm. um, but like I picked Kawhi for MVP. Uh, I picked Toronto to go to the finals. Um, Pick Trey Young for Rookie of the Year. Like maybe that's a little embarrassing. I don't know. Dennis Schroeder, six man. Like those are all like, eh. Like that's not that embarrassing. Here's what I'm most embarrassed of: is that I was so close to jumping on the fire Billy Donovan train four games into the season. Jumping, you were leading it, Andrew. <laughs> I was. I said, let the record show. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed. Of, I'm embarrassed of that. Like full, full on embarrassed that I that I got that <laughs> like heated about it because it just felt so much like, man, here we go again. All this stupid thunder <laughs> BS from last year. It's the yeah. same team. Like get rid of him. Uh, and it was just, it was the wrong take. Like I, I mean, really if you're covering a team, like you should just stay like in the middle as much as possible. Don't get too high. Don't get too low because typically it's an overreaction. If you go either direction, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'd forgotten about that, but even at the time I was like, Whoa, Andrew's really bringing some fire this week. (laughs) I brought some real heat. week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That surprised me. Uh, mine, comes from our Eastern Conference over under pod. One of my main arguments for choosing the 76ers over was Markel Fultz. Yeah, I remember I, that. <laughs> I had totally bought into the Drew Hanlon Fultz hype machine. I had thoughts in my head, Andrew. I didn't say these out loud, but if he had been eligible, because he really didn't play that much last year, I would have picked him for rookie of the year this year. Those were the kind of thoughts I was having in my head. I thought the jump was going to be significant and now it's nothing but darkness and sadness. Oh no. (laughs) Now we're entering like all time bus territory, but I still believe Andrew, I still believe I'm not giving up hope. I will hold on till the bitter end until Markel is scoring 75 points for the Guangdong Southern Tigers. (laughs) I will believe Man, like if you're Chicago or any team that's just not any good, the Suns, like give up a little bit of something to get him and just start him. Yeah, why not? And just play him 25 minutes a game and just see what happens. Yeah, what are the Suns doing? I don't know. They why not? They need a point guard so badly. A lot of people are like, well, let's just play Devin Booker there. Well cool but like you still need a point guard <laughs> like you still need to play a point guard uh i just i don't know if Devin booker can be that guy everybody's like well he can be there james harden like there's there's one james harden in the nba there's one like you can't just make a guy into james harden like that's just not a thing um and so yeah if i'm the suns that's i would do it if i'm chicago i would do it if you're just one of these teams at the bottom that you have some assets like give them just like a late first round pick if you got one and they'll just be elated that they got it and it won't matter because those guys usually don't work out anyways so you know go just go get him rescue rescue the man um i'm i'm looking really quick does does phoenix have any extra picks they obviously wouldn't trade their own um, i don't know i feel like they're out picks more than they have extra oh uh, here we go here we go they have a 2019 first round pick from Milwaukee. That, protect- trade, trade that one. Yeah, it's protected one through three and 17 through 30 in 2019. Only protected one through seven in 2020. So it's basically a 2020 pick. Trade it. And you, you throw in uh, Dragon, Dragon Bender. Yeah. You know, done. He 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 could fit with uh, Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. Call why, it in. Why would you? I mean, if you're the Suns, why wouldn't you do that? If he doesn't work out, like. Bender hasn't worked out already. Again, you have guys like you have DeAndre Aiden, you have Devin Booker. If you compare like 
a guy like Markel Fultz, who's supposed to be able to do a lot of things, but maybe just needs a change of scenery. And I think, like, if honestly, if he can't make it, like, on a bad team, no expectations. Like, if he can't start putting up stats, then, then I think you're just okay. Like, you can be pretty worried at that point. Right. Um, okay, so that was my most uh, my preseason opinion, most embarrassed by. But now we get to brag, we get to gloat for the Dunkey Award for preseason opinion. I'm most proud of, and I'm going with Boston's slow start. Oh, yeah, you did predict that. So in one of our preseason pods, I predicted that Boston would start slow. I specifically said they would start six and four and that people would freak out because they had such a high over under. And I nailed it, Andrew. You did. I nailed it. I admittedly didn't see this slow of a start coming, but I was worried about how they were going to fit in Kyrie and Hayward with all these young guys who had gotten to basically run the team last year. I think they're probably going to be fine long term, but it does feel like a, a consolidating move is coming. Like they got to shed some of these guys who aren't getting the minutes they deserve and maybe maybe consolidate them into a better piece. I'm hoping it's not Anthony Davis, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of sniffing that out because there are a lot of people. By the way, I say this. I also took their over <laughs> 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 and I think I locked it into. I, I know I did. I know for sure uh, that I did. Okay, I did not lock it, but I did choose the over. I have I have our things right here. Yes, you did lock it in. You totally. locked it in, Andrew. Oh, I locked it in heavily. Uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not that smart, but I was smart of that uh, slow start. Uh, before I tell you my prediction I'm most proud of, I have to tell you something else I'm really proud of, that I go and eat at the Mule, uh, and it's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> proud of it. I'm so proud of it. Got to go down to the Mule. It's at 16th and Blackwell. They're near downtown OKC in the Plaza District. They have the best gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches in the country. Just throwing that out there. They're that good. You can get like a traditional grilled cheese and it's just going to be super good. You can dunk it in their tomato soup. You can get the macaroni pony, which is probably my favorite. Uh, it's got macaroni and cheese and brisket on delicious bread. It's an unbelievable sandwich. Uh, maybe my other favorite's the BCLT. Uh, it's their version of a BLT with like three kinds of cheese on it. Uh, it's a kind of a lighter version of their other sandwiches, but everything there is delicious. Their fries are good. Their seasonal side, which I still think is this black bean soup that is just unbelievable. Uh, everything is great. They have a great beer selection, great cocktail selection. They have a nice bar where you can go watch the Thunder game. If you're looking for a place to go, you have a buddy that you're like, where should we go watch the game? You can go to the Mule and watch the Thunder game tonight uh, against the Cavaliers uh, and, and have a drink and have some delicious food. So support the people that support Down to Dunk. Go eat at the mule. Um, my prediction that I'm most proud of is I predicted that Dennis Schroeder be sixth man of the year. And he's been really good. And as long as the Thunder can stay or they can keep Russell Westbrook healthy and Schroeder continues to come off the bench, uh, his numbers are super good. 17 points per game, five assists, four rebounds. He's shooting 36% from three, uh, uh, 41% overall, which is not spectacular but still good enough like he's been really good for okc uh and a a guy that's probably surprised a lot of people and not only his offensive production his defensive production has been good too like he's really really trying on the defensive end which is something he hasn't done in probably three years so uh i think there's a good shot that he is defensive player of the year they're never gonna give it to him six man of the year i mean uh he's good he's he's why not They'll, they'll never let him have it. The Thunder have had a six man of the year before. I think it, it's just going to take the right person to get the buzz going. But I think when somebody sits down and looks at the numbers, like, wow, like Dennis Schroeder's pretty good. He's the third leading scorer for the Thunder. Uh, you know, plays 30 minutes a game and is helpful to this team that's at near the top of the Western Conference. Uh, you know, the Thunder, Thunder hold the best defense in the NBA while Dennis Schroeder plays 30 minutes a game. You know, that's I think that's something you can't ignore. Well, um, thank the Lord that Pascal Siakam is starting because <laughs> otherwise oh he gosh. would win it. It would be over. It would be all over. His 11 points per game would just get him to the six man of the year award. Um, oh OK, next. This is our final Downey. Very important Downey. The award for team we've enjoyed hating the most. 
Andrew, what is your selection? There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, there are a lot to choose from. I think that the team that I've enjoyed hating the most is is back to the most disappointing team. It's the Utah Jazz. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Tell me why. Uh, I, I just, I root against them consistently every night. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're not playing? Even if they're not playing. Every single night I root against them to just like, man, Joe Ingles, just get a really bad night of sleep tonight, Joe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've just enjoyed seeing them losing. Um, so I enjoy rooting against them. Same with the Rockets. Like I enjoy visiting both their Reddit pages after a loss way too much. It's it's kind of getting to be a sad thing for me. Yeah, it's interesting to see uh, where those fan bases are. Like the Jazz fans are just like resigned now. Like they're done. Right. They're 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 so depressed. And then the Rockets are all like, "We gotta make a move, Maury, Maury." <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to their Reddit page where they? They've turned everything to like this like Shipley Donuts thing where like instead of talking about the Rockets, they just talk about like going to get donuts. Oh, really? I, you know, that that started, I think it started with the Kings subreddit one, uh, oh, one did. year, like okay. two years ago, they changed it to a Lion King subreddit. Okay. So only <laughs> posts about the Lion King were allowed <laughs> for like a week. <laughs> I think, I don't know. It used to be like their like little logo for the Rockets Reddit page. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's still the case or not, but um, I'm, when they win, like it, everything goes back to like normal stuff. But when they lose, like someone will just be like, I went and got these donuts. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, my, my selection was the aforementioned Houston Rockets. Now, I think the more obvious answer, people are out there saying, hey, hey, guys, what about the Warriors? Don't you hate the Warriors? And listen, the KD Draymond beef was legitimately fun. Right. The best part might have been seeing the Warriors bloggers become human again. All of a sudden, they were forced to have real opinions about their team. It was great. It was glorious. But let's be real. This stupid team is about to get Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins back. It was a beautiful week, Andrew, but it's coming to an end. We're about to all fall back in line on our march towards death by Warriors. Houston, (laughs) on the other hand, is different. They are. Yeah, they freed themselves of mellow, so maybe it won't be as terrible as it seemed early in the season. But it's this is still bad, Andrew. They are currently on a three-game losing streak with losses to Detroit, Cleveland, and the Zards. Yeah, it's really bad. And sure, Chris Paul missed the last two games. I get it. He'll come back. They'll be better. But, Andrew, 2021-2022, Chris Paul will be making $44 million. That's more than Westbrook's going to make that year. He's going to turn 37 in May of that year. The window is closed, Andrew. They had a shot. They blew it, and it's great. It is very exciting. They're 9 and 10. Yes. Like, who would have guessed that? Not me. I, I picked them for the over, and I locked it in. Did I lock it in, too? Uh, I don't know. I only have my Eastern Conference one up right now. They we, won 65 we, games last season. Yeah, and their over-under was like 54 and a half. So you're like, oh, even if they fall off a little bit, they'll be fine. Right. And maybe they maybe they catch fire. Maybe they make a trade for some wing. Who knows? They but, lost 17 games all season last year, and they've already lost 10. That is... Their, uh, in their first 19. That's wild. And a lot of it's their depth. Like, they're, they've, their depth has been depleted. Oh, their bench is getting funky. It is. It's got a stank to it. It really does. I mean, their top five players are the guys that you'd expect to play a lot of minutes for them in minutes played. P.J. Tucker, Capella, Harden, Gordon, Chris Paul. Then after that, I mean, it's James Ennis. It's Gary Clark. Carmelo is still like in their top of minutes played because they're just searching for guys. Gerald Green, Isaiah Hartenstein, MCW. They've had to play Marquise Chris 29 minutes this season. That shouldn't happen. Like they just don't. They don't have any depth behind any of these guys. And like their their top five, like that's a nice top five. Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, Harden, Capella, Tucker. That's nice. But then after that, they have nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. Yeah, I was I, reading a athletic piece from Kelly. I think it's is it pronounced Ico? Kelly Ico or Kelly Eco? I think it's Eco. Um, Eco? Uh, after the video game. He is the Rockets beat writer. And he had uh, a little thing about like trade targets or whatever, but he was talking about Marquise Chris 
Mm-hmm. And like you could read between the lines like how disappointed they are in Marquise Chris. He's terrible. He was terrible for the Suns. He couldn't play. He could hardly play for them. Like I, yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was the ultimate like heat check this summer for Daryl Morey and his acquisitions. Because like his key acquisitions, Michael Carter Williams, mm. uh, you had Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marquise Chris. I mean, like those are like your key acquisitions. Like those are your guys. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, Brandon Knight. I mean, people are like, well, Brandon Knight's going to return here pretty soon. Oh, is he really? Are you sure? <laughs> and if he does, why would you be excited about that? <laughs> he hasn't been good for like five years. I mean, it's, it was the ultimate heat check. And a lot of people believed in, in Daryl Morey. I sat back like quietly skeptical just because like you don't want to be the guy that like says they're going to be terrible. And then they're just awesome again. Uh, but like they're, they're a mediocre team right now at, at best. Uh, whenever the Wizards who, I mean, the Thunder went in and destroyed the Wizards a few weeks ago. And then when the Wizards are able to kind of get it together against your team because your defense is that bad, I mean, it's, that's really, really bad. It's a really bad sign for them moving forward. And, you know, Jimmy Butler was like a guy that everyone in Houston, like there's, there's hope that, you know, the, the Rockets can get Jimmy Butler. They're offering up, you know, four first round picks and you're like, okay, well, like it wouldn't surprise me if they got him and then they like turn things around and their defense is a little bit better. But like now who are they going to acquire, you know, to help their defense? Like, who's oh, I have a, who's I have a prediction. Okay. My prediction this is serious. I read that article and, and, and Kelly gave some ideas. Oh, we did. And okay. then, and the name that popped out, that was like, oh, that's what they're going to do because it'll be cheap. And the, and a lot of people will talk themselves into it. They're going to trade for Jeff Green. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's my big prediction. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that the DC wants to trade him. That's, he's, he's home, man. He finally got home. They, I mean, they're going to trade for a wing. That was the that was a big thing that came across in his piece. Like, even though they're worried about Chris and Hartenstein, all of their trade targets that they're looking right now are all wings. They need a wing so badly because I talked about their top five. Like, none of them are like big wings because yeah, like PJ Tucker's not a wing. You know, he's he's a he's a big he's a he's a four for the most part. He can seal minutes at the three, but he's not a wing. Like James Ennis has not been the guy that I thought he would be. Um, Gary Clark, like some people really get excited about Gary Clark. I don't know. Like they need they need a wing badly. They could use a Trevor. They could use Trevor Ariza, Ariza Luke and Bob Mute. Like we were all right when they lost them. We were all very correct that they're going to miss those guys and they miss them tremendously. Man, we should have made that our preseason prediction. We're most proud of. Um, okay, our last Donkey Award, Andrew. Who wins your Dunkey Award for your new second favorite team in the league? I think my second favorite team in the league right now. I I love watching the Sixers play uh, mm. with with Jimmy Butler. Like they've been super fun. Uh, and then anybody that's playing Utah is also my second favorite. Oh my team gosh! Right now. I did not know you hated Utah this much. <laughs> this is new information to me. Um, but I love Joel Embiid. Like I love watching that guy play, and he's he's just incredible. He's been really good this season. I think it's he's gone a little bit under the radar about how how good he's been this season. Um, yeah, he has. And they they play close games, and that's you know if you're the Sixers fan, like you don't want them to be playing close games against everybody. Uh, but their games are super fun to watch because like they're in the last five minutes of the game, uh, they're playing meaningful possessions. So. Um, I went with a team we've already talked about a lot, which is the Kings. Yeah. It's just hard to hate this team. Like even when they're beating the Thunder twice in a row, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Fox is so much further along than we'd ever thought after his first season. I'm really pumped that Buddy is a legit NBA starter. Bagley's been solid. Amon Shumpert is an all-star. I've only watched two Kings games this season. Uh, they're young. They're fun. They don't own their pick. It's been a blast. <laughs> I also love watching Luca play, but I couldn't pick the Mavericks because JJ yeah, Barea yeah. plays for them. If there was God. no JJ Barea, I would have picked the Mavericks because I, I wish he had gone anywhere else <laughs> other than Utah. Utah would have been the worst. Oh, it would have been insufferable. Ugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People would have loved it so much. It's funny. Like the jazz, like the jazz are a key talking point right now with most like, like 
prominent NBA podcasts because they're losing and they still get more like talk and more love than the Thunder do <laughs> with them being the number one defense in the NBA and winning games and whatnot. It's just, it's just okay. Crazy. Uh, so that concludes our downies and donkeys, but now we have some bonus, bonus, bonus round picks, selections, predictions. Okay. First, we're going to make our bold rest of season prediction. And this is a league wide prediction. Okay. Uh, I, Predict that the Portland Trailblazers miss the playoffs. Wow, that's pretty bold. They've they're five and five in their last ten. They've started to fall off. I mean, you mm. just look at the West. Like good teams are going to miss, like they just yeah. are. And maybe it's dumb to predict that they're the team that's going to miss after these first few games. Um, but that's that's my prediction. Okay, I mean that definitely qualifies as bold at this point. Um, it's one of those ones that wouldn't have been bold preseason, but now is very bold. My bold rest of season prediction is that the Mavericks are going to finish ahead of the Suns. Okay. Not that bold. The Wolves. Okay. Not that bold. The Kings. Okay. Not that bold yet. The Jazz. Whoa. Now that's bold. And the Pelicans. And one other team, which I couldn't decide. <laughs> the Mavs are going to be the nine seed. I wow. Could not I could not put them into the playoffs because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I, I like what I've seen from this team, especially lately. They're kind of they've kind of caught fire. They have wins against legit teams. I'm 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 into the Mavs. I mean, I'm not into the Mavs. I hate them. I hope they <laughs> fail. I hate Mark Cuban. But they have won. Let's see this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of their last nine, and that includes wins against Boston. Utah, Golden State, OKC. Oh man, I think I think they might be like legit, kind of legit, sort of legit. I'm not put, putting them in playoffs, but the nine seed—that's my bold rest of season prediction. That's super bold to even and put what, them over the Jazz and the Pelicans at this point. Like, that's bold. That's bold. That's bold stuff. Okay, now we get to say our bold rest of season prediction for Oklahoma City. Mine is that the Thunder will not make any trades or sign any buyout guys the rest of the season, <laughs> which I actually think is bold because I don't know if that's ever happened yeah. in the history of the Oklahoma City Thunder. No, I, mean, I it, that is bold. I, I, I can see like a TLC for a second rounder, you know, happening. Right. Would you count that? Yeah, I'm counting everything, even okay. small deals. Okay. That is bold then because I do think that they'll do something. I think they're. This is the first time where they've been deep enough where they don't really need to make a move. They they're still wanting to see what they got from everyone. These injuries are kind of slowing things down. So that's that's my bold prediction. Um, I like that. Uh, my bold thunder prediction is that Paul George will get MVP consideration. Wow! wow. From who? You? <laughs> no, from like real people. I think people from will, real people from real people like like a Zach Lowe will like mention it like that he's in the quote unquote conversation. Wow. Because I think the Thunder are, they're going to, especially through the month of December, once they start to get healthy, I think they're going to rattle off a bunch of wins. And they're going to be, you know, close to, you know, second or third in the West. And I think that teams, or I think that guys will look at this team and say, like, well, why are they so good? Like, Westbrook isn't having a great offensive year. Oh, look at Paul George. He's like leading the team in scoring and he leads the league in steals and deflections and all these things uh, and is a really great defender. And he's, you know, help keep this team afloat defensively without Andre Robertson. You know, I feel like there's a lot of reasons to point to Paul George with this team. And you know, even the record without Westbrook, you know, right. Like yeah. they played really well without Russell Westbrook. And most of that, most of the reason is because of Paul George. Uh, he's been awesome this season. I feel like he's like, I, I never hear him mentioned outside of OKC. Um, but I think that he is, he deserves to be mentioned. Uh, and I think that people are going to notice him once people start paying attention to OKC. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how he's talked about when we start getting around All Star. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to be one of those like locked in automatic bench guys for most people. Yeah, um, he w- he won't be as much on the cusp as he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have one final category, Andrew. It's a very important one. It is the category of our one Christmas wish. This is something that we hope comes true, even if we totally, or even if we don't totally believe it. What is your one Christmas wish, Andrew? 
My wish is for Andre Robertson to come back completely healthy. Oh, what a sweet wish. And for him to shoot 35% from three. Okay, well, <laughs> you're asking a little too much now. <laughs> it's a little greedy of you, Andrew. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I totally believe that he could be completely healthy, but I really don't believe that he can shoot 35% from three. That's It's a wish. It's a wish. I'm making a wish. That's true. That's true. Well, of course you would do a positive wish. I, of course, use Christmas to hate on my enemies. My Christmas wish is Houston missing the playoffs. <laughs> it would be so funny. Andrew, do you remember what happened the last time the Rockets made a Western Conference Finals run? Do you remember what happened the next season? Did they, they didn't miss the playoffs, did they? They didn't. They didn't. But in 2014-15, Houston won 56 games. They were the toast of the league. They came back in game six against the Clippers. James yeah. Harden was runner-up to Steph Curry. They made it all the way to the conference finals against the Warriors. And then the next year, they went 41-41. and 41. They yeah. fired Kevin McHale. They got destroyed by the Warriors in the first round. Maybe it's a pattern, Andrew. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not like a pattern. I just hope that they're just terrible from here on out, though. And then it'd be great that they're not like a 65 win team again. That's all I'm asking from Santa this year. <laughs> that would be glorious. Uh, Alex, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You need to follow him. He's fantastic all the time on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. You can follow our show at Down to Dunk. Uh, continue to leave us five-star iTunes reviews. Uh, those are very much appreciated. We see all of them. It means a lot to us and to our show that you guys do that. I know there's still a ton of you that haven't done that yet. It's a really quick process, especially if you have an iPhone. Uh, it takes You can do it in 30 seconds. So if you could do that today, that would be awesome. You guys have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the Thunder Cavs tonight. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs>